0: Ecclesiastes oh i wasn 't expecting it I know, so a lot of people go, "Oh, Ecclesiastes, you know everything is worthless there 's nothing new under the sun, everything is pointless but I love it because it's basically it 's basically teaching us that we shouldn 't put our faith anywhere else other than God. Hello and welcome to the Together Podcast, a conversation about faith, justice and how to change the world. I'm Dan and I'm joined by Emma and Chris and today we're celebrating our 50th episode. Guys, how are you both doing? Can you believe we're 50 episodes in?
1: Woo! I keep thinking that it's 50 years but then that would make Chris very (laughs) old. (laughs) Just Chris? (laughs) Well, yeah, well, he's like the the father, isn't he, of the podcast? <laughs> Although, Dan, to be fair, you've been there every step of the way. So, yeah, you're both pretty old.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, Chris's um, microphone is gone. Should we just carry on without him? Yeah,
1: let's do the 50th episode. No, Chris. It's great. Yeah, the blooper.
0: <laughs> okay, we're back, Chris. Your mic went down temporarily. And uh, I think the 50th episode wouldn't be a to get a podcast episode if something didn't happen right to exactly
2: right at the start though I mean in one way I felt very disrespected by technology when another way I'm glad <laughs> it happened straight away <laughs> it doesn't guarantee it's not going to happen again exactly I'm shook <laughs> but Emma,
0: Emma was just describing you as the father of the podcast before uh before that all happened
2: I, I mean I don't have to take that I feel like <laughs> that's like aging me up a bit I mean, I get with the beard, maybe I look look a bit like Father Time or something. I don't know.
1: Maybe that could be a uh, question for our listeners. How old do you think Chris is by the sound of his voice
2: and the fact that we are on the
1: 50th episode?
2: Can we do all three of us? I I don't want to feel singled out here.
1: Yeah, although Dan's under 18. Yeah.
0: Uh, judging this is the fiftieth year anniversary. <laughs> that is, how old is Chris? For he started recording hours. the podcast on
2: vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> it was nineteen seventy-eight.
1: I wonder what was the first ever podcast?
2: That's a good question. I mean, what do you even count as a podcast?
1: Well, I don't know. I feel like the first one that I heard of was Serial. You know, the one about mm. the killer, the Serial killer. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was the big one, wasn't it? But. um... I used to listen to the Guardian podcast on football. That was the first one I think I heard. That'll give you a hint. It was Dan's like basically age. a sports.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, and then serial was the big one, wasn't it? That yeah. thrust into the limelight. But, Kristen, you record the first ever podcast back in the day, nineteen.
2: Yeah. <laughs> back on my own monogram. <laughs>
0: Great. So today we'll be celebrating um, by reliving some highlights, looking at some great moments of inspiration and all the laughs, many, many laughs along the way. But before we go any further, it's time for Emma's Dilemma.
1: Woohoo! Okay. So my extra special 50th podcast episode, Dilemma. Is actually a timely one, because I don't know if you guys have been watching the um, hashtag Free Britney documentary recently. I did. Um, we can discuss that another time. But so my dilemma today is, you can either spend the rest of your life as a monk, <laughs> or be followed continuously by paparazzi. Ooh. What would you choose?
0: I thought you were going to say, followed by Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I Just think that would be an easy option, really, wouldn't it? What, what does
2: a uh, monk life live like? Can you paint a picture for me? Do
1: um, you know what, Chris? I really should have Googled that before we started. So, do you not know what a one, monk so, What does a monk do? Okay, so monks uh, sur- dedicate their lives to serving all other living beings. Um, They leave mainstream society. So you've got to leave your home. And you have to live your life in prayer and contemplation. So, you know, like, we should really be doing that anyway, shouldn't (laughs) we, as Christians?
2: (laughs) So that or paparazzi. But no,
1: basically, separate yourself from society as you know it. All the things that you usually do, you won't do anymore. Or you can live as you are, but you just have to be continuously followed by paparazzi.
2: That's a tough one. I'm, like, right in the middle of uh, Hell's Kitchen season right now. So I would like to finish that.
1: (laughs) 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 Okay, so you're going to go with the paparazzi?
2: That's awful. No, I'll go for the monk life. I hate. I think paparazzi. No, that's not fun. That's not fun.
1: Wow, no more Hell's Kitchen for you.
2: Actually, I changed my mind because who's to say they won't say nice things about me? Maybe I'll just like (laughs) play up to the camera. You know, give them a little wink here and there. True. I'll go for paparazzi. Okay. Are you um? Are you
0: famous? Like, do you get some benefits of of the fame, or are you just a normal person who gets followed by paparazzi?
1: Um, what would you like it to be?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, out of those two, obviously have some of the benefits of fame, like a platform to be able to um, to do good, and um, everyone want to be your friend because you're famous. Um, but I think weighing it all up, I would probably choose Monk because I quite like that idea i bet haven't we all been living lives as of as monks for the last 12 months just living inside That's true our own homes away from society and we've done all right haven't we so i'm gonna go with monk but does that mean you have to shave your head you know they've got the um little yeah i like, think so Bald patch okay i'd i'd take that i take that.
1: Although I do think the monks may disagree that we've been living like monks. I don't know if we've necessarily been in a life of prayer and contemplation. More like a life of watching the news and waiting for another announcement.
0: <laughs> they don't know what we've been through. They don't know what we've been through, Emma. They can say we, that we aren't doing it properly, but they don't know. We, we've been doing it. I've decided.
1: Okay, well, that's good to know, guys. Um, oh, do you know what? It is a tough one. I think because you guys have said the monk life, I think, to be honest, can you be a monk as a woman? Is that allowed?
2: Yeah, you can mm. be a nun. That's like... <laughs> yeah.
1: Is that the same as a monk? Almost.
2: Almost. It's <laughs> like same difference, really, isn't it? Um,
1: I'm not sure. But yeah, I'm going to go with the paparazzi because I feel like the issue that I've seen with uh, the Britney Spears documentary <laughs> is that it's when you don't want it to be a part of your life or when you don't accept that this is the way that it's going to be not that she should have had to accept it because nobody should have to live a life like that
2: stop victim blaming Britney Spears
1: <laughs> no but I just mean like if I was making this conscious choice then I think I would just be like okay all right whatever yeah. guys
0: <laughs> I know what you mean if if you know the alternative is the monk thing then you're actively choosing something and so maybe it's a bit yeah. easier yeah yeah I get that well thank you Emma for this week's Britney themed dilemma if you're listening at home and want to submit your dilemma head to we are Fund on Instagram and leave us a message but next up it's what in the world welcome to what in the world where we discuss the latest in news and current affairs Emma what are we talking about today
1: so there's been some good news recently as last week Boris Johnson announced our roadmap out of lockdown in the UK. Ooh. Independence Day. <laughs> um, provided everything stays on track over the next few months, we should be gradually lifting lockdown measures. But I just want to know how you're both feeling about the plan and what you are looking forward to the most.
2: I will tell you what, this one has felt like a long one, in it? Lockdown 3. It's been a saga. So I am very happy to start to see the end of it because, yeah, I need it (laughs) gone.
1: Yeah, definitely. What are you most looking forward to? Uh,
2: Well, I mean, I need a haircut. That would be nice. But I just think just generally um, just walking about and not like having to, do you know what I mean? I mean, obviously, I'm assuming we're all going to still be masked up and social distancing. I'm not planning to just walk about to just do nothing at all. But like seeing friends and whatever, I think that's going to be really nice. Yeah,
0: I think it's getting back to the level of normality that we had last summer. So last summer wasn't normal, but you could you could sit in a restaurant with friends or limited on who that could be and how many, obviously. But, um, you know, there was a level of normality that we haven't really felt since, well, since October, I I guess. Um, And so for me, sitting sitting in a restaurant or a pub with people in person is going to be amazing. And I'm, I'm counting down the days until that happens. But yeah, it's it's good that we've got some dates. It's good that we've got some, some hope. And I think, you know, there was a lot of really positive talk at the start of this pandemic around building back better and taking a pause in, in society and, and thinking about how we can rebuild coming out of it. And I think some of that got lost just in, in the you know, it was going on for ages, wasn't it? And so October turned into November and another lockdown. And I think some of that narrative just, we, we abandoned it a little bit. And I'd love for us now in the next three or four months as things start to open for, for that to, to come to the forefront again where you know in the in the mainstream media and politicians and everybody really is just thinking okay well now things are reopening what can we do to build a a greener economy um what can we do to foster community um and uh, and what does the world look like now that we're coming out the other side
1: well, that is a fantastic answer, Dan, and put me to shame because I was just <laughs> going to say that I'm looking forward to sitting in my mum's house with my sisters.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's important too, right? That's community, that's part of community.
1: No, it is, yeah. Mm. I think I, yeah, because I just li- I haven't seen my whole family together. In, like, literally a year, I think. Yeah, that's mad. Like, it's been such a... Because there's quite a few of us in my family. So, yeah, we just haven't all been able to get together. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And I did see, though, that um, Reading and Leeds Festival is apparently going ahead in August. Did you see Mm -hmm.
2: that? That sounds a bit precarious I know. That for me i'm like
1: whoa okay guys it's a bit too much like some of my friends have been sending me save the dates already for like <laughs> birthdays and stuff i'm like oh do you know what i'm actually a bit nervous but i'm gonna be too tired for all of these social plans
2: yeah so the thing we're like oh like i can't wait to get back up but then we're probably gonna be like oh used to having a bit more me time really
1: <laughs> yeah we're gonna be moaning about it <laughs>
0: Are you guys um, feeling any uh, worry about kind of that route back into normal? Because it has been a year since normal life. Or are you, are you just itching to get there now?
2: I guess the thing with me is like I think I'm pretty ready to get there. But like you said, I don't want in getting there to lose the kind of momentum and swell of like voices asking for change and asking for things to be different. And I think as well, even like recognising that actually the fact that we can even have this hope with this idea of getting out of lockdown is quite a privilege as well and like Mm -hmm. obviously there's countries around the world who do not have as much access to the vaccine and you know millions of people are going to be going without the vaccine and even having to wait till 2022 at earliest so it's like a moment to really to celebrate but also to stay mindful of what that means and yeah doing taking taking the cues of people who've done great things during the pandemic like Sir Tom like Marcus Rashford and actually saying actually how can we look outwardly still
1: yeah I love that
2: some great points there
0: guys let's be cautiously optimistic as we press forward and remember to think of those still being impacted by the pandemic across the world so next up we're looking back at some of our favourite moments from the podcast
2: yes uh, Martin Luther King was a very smart dude um, and he knew um all of the big fancy terms uh but you know the crazy thing is like his most famous speech is real simple Mm -hmm. i have a dream he wasn't like he wasn't up here talking about let's dismantle the prison (laughs) industrial complex although he was about those things too but what really resonated with people was when he said i have a dream that one day my kid my black child can play with a white child at the park
1: and I think if we want to have an honest conversation about justice, we've got to hear from those on the margins and those who have suffered injustice. Who is God in that space? That's who I want to hear from and learn from.
0: Relationship is the best currency. <laughs> we've been
2: conditioned and we get distracted by the contracts and, and the money and what's in it for me and stuff like that. But trust me... If you've got good relationships with people, then you can do amazing things together over the years, man. So don't focus on how much you can make or how much you can receive, but focus on people, man, and connecting with people, building strong relationships. I remember feeling that frustration before. If I want to contribute, but how? Yeah, Um, is is actually be a bit more creative. You know, it doesn't have to be. You don't have to be that guy on the ground. Yeah, yeah, you know, you don't have to have studied economic development in third world countries at Cambridge to be able to contribute and to be able to serve.
0: I think art is not about giving answers. Essentially, it it's about raising more, raising questions, or raising the right questions, and nudging indirections, but also exposing exposing how things are, where they should be different.
1: If you told me six years ago I would speak on podcasts and in front of people at events, I would be totally terrified and <laughs> would have thought, that's not me, that's not my life, you've got it wrong. But he prepares you for what's coming. You're not going to suddenly find yourself in hot water and think, I don't know what I'm doing, but... Like, each step, like, just take it confidently and trust in him and he will use the gifts he's given you. You don't have a gift for no reason.
2: Social media and the comparison pill that we all take every morning we scroll blinds us from who we really are. Uh, I remember a great pastor once said uh, this, that God God has anointed you, not who you pretend to be.
1: It's that sort of thing of, if I'm walking around not using plastic or saving my carbon footprint but there's however many billion people not doing anything i'm a drop in the ocean i'm not going to make a change mm-hmm. and actually a problem shared is a problem half yeah. and so it's the same idea of well if everybody does a little bit that's going to make a huge impact that's really- and that's the only way a huge impact is going to be made I can only see from my perspective
0: i cannot see from your perspective i need you to see from your perspective and then be in conversation with me and in this work of loving one another we share our perspectives and and allow that process to shape us to form us to grow in us the fruit of god's spirit the church is the biggest provider of you know, debt relief, of, of child care, it's at the forefront of the fight
2: against human trafficking. The church globally is a two billion strong revolutionary movement of justice and love. That's what we're part of.
0: If we believe in the gospel, not just like 90 minute service belief, like for real belief, the gospel changes in everything belief in that kind of way then the question we should be asking is, how then shall I? do that?
2: Reading that book made me think, well, why can't we do this as Christians? And I don't want to say, I don't want to be a black Malcolm X Christian, but I just thought, why can't Christianity deal with issues of race and racism? Why can't it be a political force for good? Why can it not speak truth to power? Why aren't we campaigning? Why aren't we out on the streets doing this? Why aren't we challenging the way the injustices within our local community
1: But actually, you know, you just look at the Gospels, you look at Jesus, he didn't say to everyone who was sick, who was hurting, you know, God will bring restoration in the end. He didn't say that, he got involved. He tried to bring healing and restoration to people at that moment when he encountered them when they were suffering.
2: We are Christians, you know. Whatever your political tendencies are, uh, taking care of the needy is not a political. It's not a political bent. It's just uh, something that we're told to do. And well, I suppose it is political, but it's it's heavenly politics.
1: Look after the earth um, and to care for it and to care for what we've been given. So I think it's just making sure that we're not abusing all of the resources that we have just for our own self satisfaction and greed, but actually to. to be a bit selfless and think about the actually the impact that this is having not only on us and our future but people in countries that are more disadvantaged like how how our actions not only affect us but also the people around us Jesus saved me and so I can't shut up about Jesus but because he saved me and he's given me a passion for his word that when I open it up and I see that God cares about justice I'm going to be I'm going to mouth off about that as well
0: Great. I loved listening back to some of the highlights there. What are some of your favourite episodes, guys, since we started? Have any conversations stuck with you?
1: Yeah, I would say for me, my favourite episode um, was actually episode 38 with the Zero Waste doc. And I feel like I talk about this episode quite a lot, <laughs> but it made me think that maybe that's the one that stuck with me. Um, but I just found her so inspirational and I think for me, I would say she's a bit further along on her journey of sustainable living and kind of the choices that she's making are quite aspirational for me. Um, But I love that she just addressed the really common feeling of being overwhelmed and actually made it okay to not be like 20 steps ahead but actually just taking every day as it comes focus on one action at a time um and that's always really stayed with me and just something that I think about whenever I feel like I'm maybe not doing enough or wish I could be doing more I'm just kind of reminded of those words and find them quite encouraging so zero waste stock that was fantastic
0: I think my favourite episode was um, the one we did with the Emerging Influencers when we did the live episode. I'm not 100% sure which one that was, but um, yeah, it just, it was one of those things. It's the first live one we'd done properly in that format and and we were just, we were expecting things to go wrong. And they kind of did um, with... couple of notable <laughs> the time that you're recording Chris just got stuck on the word I'm, children just I'm again just getting, and again.
2: getting it mixed the mastered right now. gonna drop <laughs> just in time for lockdowns finishing yeah, it.
0: but it was actually it was so nice just having kind of wider more voices in that context um, so uh yeah that that was probably my favorite I think the one the conversation that stayed with me the most is Robert Beckford's um, episode uh, where he um didn't didn't hold back any any punches on the church's kind of attitude towards uh, racism um, and racial equality and I think it was really helpful for me to to hear an honest voice and that perspective and it shifted you know my perception of the church as an institution a little bit in a really good way in, in making me realize that there are some things that I don't notice because of my background and because of who I am that I just kind of affects how I view the church as um, a community and the church as an institution and so any opportunity really to shift that perspective uh, is um, is really good and Robert was, was so powerful and direct in, in that message wasn't he?
2: Yeah that conversation with Robert was really really like a stand-up one for me personally kind of like even remembering that we recorded I don't know how many podcasts that day maybe like eight or something but that conversation was just so cool and being able to talk about everything from like Childish Gambino's Redbone to like the church's uh like history in in slave in the slave trade and stuff it was really interesting uh but my pick for my favorite episode is going to be episode five an early one uh with Joe Herbert um she's incredible and I think like I take it for granted because I've known her for a while just how incredible she is and just the way she just like opened up her, I- her ideas and perspective on theology and poverty and and injustice and how those things all intermingle and the importance of representation was just incredible and I think it really <clears throat> it really kind of like laid out a basis of like This is the depth, the level of depth we're trying to go to with the podcast. So I think that was a really good episode. And we did it live as well, which was a bit crazy.
0: Great. And next question. How has your understanding of faith and justice changed since we started the podcast 50 episodes ago?
1: Um, I think I've understood a lot more about how unique everyone's journeys of faith and justice are and it just kind of makes me appreciate the fact that God puts different things and causes on our hearts for a reason so it's okay if you're more passionate about one area than another because there will be someone else who is more passionate about that area so yeah I think it's just about getting that perspective that you're contributing to a bigger story and ultimately it's all of us with all of our different passions all of our different motivations working together to bring God's kingdom on earth and I feel like this podcast just has really taught me more about that when we're talking about faith and justice.
0: Yeah I think for me it's kind of tied to that but it's seeing what God's done through people who are just willing to pursue him and pursue justice and there's there's some incredible stories but also incredibly normal stories as Mm -hmm. well I think of um, Bryn who was a guest Uh, he founded Blue Bear Coffee and uh check that episode out because there's a really good background to 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 him but you know he was um I think was he a security guard or background in in the police yeah yeah um and so you know do doing a job um that that would you know for want of a better term you would call a a regular job um then felt called to do something completely different and so just stepped out from a um you know from the story and the and the narrative that he was he was living um to do something for a completely different for god and for the pursuit of justice and i think that's the lesson that i've learned in in that i've i've spoken to people who are far more inspirational and uh, far more faithful than than i am and that's encouraged and inspired me just in my own life to think okay well what what does it look like for me to do you know to even be 10% as courageous as as Bryn was as he stepped out from from life into from his his um, life up until that point into the new uh, areas that God had for him
2: mm. yeah I think for me it's kind of proved out just how I guess kind of off the back of what I said about with Joe Herbert but like just kind of how interlinked like faith and justice is because in all honesty I remember when we first started the podcast I was thinking, okay, what topics can we like do episodes on? And I was like, surely we're going to be done in like fifteen episodes. We would have covered everything. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but then I realised that as we were doing it, actually, just talking to different people and hearing their their like extremely specific like perspective on these different issues, whether it be through like like you said, whether it be through starting a coffee company, or whether you're like Ben and Felicity starting a gym. Or whether I don't know why everyone's starting things. Well people aren't just doing things. <laughs> <laughs> whether you're a pastor or whether whatever you're doing, um, whether you're a worship leader. And I thought I think like having those conversations and seeing like justice and faith through those different lenses has just been so incredible. And and that's like so another one of my favorites. Sorry to like go back to the last question. But um yeah, I remember episode twenty-five speaking to Renee August. Again, just like, ooh, wisdom for days. Yeah, her, just her whole, like, approach to understanding the Bible about being about actually what's the lens we apply to it. And I think we've been able to kind of have the privilege of, like, jumping into different people's lenses as we've had them on the podcast, which has been awesome.
0: Yeah, definitely. I guess the the headlines there are go and check check out the back catalogue. So everything yeah. that we've just said is all like, you know, there is... There's 50 episodes of this podcast. And I think if you went and picked any one of them, you'd, you'd be interested in, I mean, I would say this, but you'd be interested in like the guest and the topics and all of that kind of stuff. Um, And if you really want to, you can skip, skip through the first five minutes of us talking, just get to the (laughs) interviews. But yeah, definitely recommend people to, to go and do that. So look into the future. Who, who would be your dream podcast guest? If you could choose anyone for episode
2: 51, who would it be? It'd be you guys. (laughs) Uh. So sweet. Uh. No, who would it be? Okay, I've got one that's like, it's like not very controversial, but maybe how I do it would be controversial. I think uh, getting Barack Obama would be an interesting one. And I'd love to talk to him about a lot of things. But I'd also like to talk to him about his foreign policy and everything that went on there with like, drones and stuff like that because I think that's an interesting conversation
1: very interesting okay mine is slightly not on the scale of Barack Obama um, and <laughs> but I would say Dale Vince and you might not necessarily know who that is but he is the chairman of the Forest Green Rovers um oh, and nice. I feel like we just talk about this football club all the time <laughs> but I genuinely would just want to speak to him and here like how on earth did he do it like how did he transform the whole club's culture and make it the first carbon neutral football club and I just think it's not the most likely pairing like kind of a football club with veganism and I don't know like totally eco lifestyle um so I just feel like there's probably quite a good few stories that are maybe a bit funny when he got some pushback or people like what on earth are you doing um but it i think it would just be so interesting to hear how he did it um i'm quite inspiring really
0: yeah definitely i'd i'd listen to that episode um
1: great.
0: i think for me there's there's a couple of people one the queen just i don't know why my my when it was like oh which guest just the queen wouldn't that be great <laughs> great because i think she's so from from what you see of her great person great heart really strong face is really clear in her in her face when she's talking on Christmas Day and other places but you don't really hear her her in conversation much mm. do you so it's like i'd i'd love i'd love that i don't know my head just went straight to the queen maybe i've been watching too much of the crown um <laughs> but then also um Jackie Pullinger do you know Jackie Ooh, Pullinger yeah. oh like,
1: yeah
0: yeah i saw i was lucky enough to see her at the justice conference in in asia and uh she is the, you know, similar to what we say about Robert Beckford, she um, she lives life in a way fully committed to um, to others, fully committed to justice, fully committed to God. But she does it in a way she doesn't mind being conf- confrontational mm-hmm. and she doesn't mind being challenging. And so um, I think, you know, you you have to some some people like that kind of challenge some people don't and um it depends on which side of the fence you fall but at the same time i just think it's so thought-provoking whether you agree with what she's saying or not just to hear something outside of your everyday bubble so i think she'd be absolutely great and i wonder if we could i wonder if we could pull that one off somehow
2: yeah let's do it that's our next four guests including the queen I'm putting that okay. out. <laughs> Speaking in <into>
1: resistance.
2: <laughs> Who do you think would be harder to get, the Queen or Barack Obama? That's a good question.
1: Probably the Queen.
0: You know, they say that you're only six. Is it six people or at six degrees of separation? You're six people away from anyone. Like, yeah. Who's
2: closer? That's what I was literally just thinking, and I feel like our easiest route to the Queen would be somehow through the Archbishop of Canterbury. But I feel like I feel like we could in fact we should get him on the podcast as well. But I feel like through him we could get the Queen. I agree. But actually Barack Obama follows my wife on
0: Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) No. True story. Like right now. Actually actually, I think you still I think I think he unfollowed her. Why did she do something (laughs) controversial?
1: Well
0: when he first joined, he followed like like ten thousand people or something. And she just happened to be one of them. Whether it was like she was one of the first 10,000 people that followed her, followed him, and, and his account was just following people back, or his staff were just following people back, I'm not sure. But yeah, for a good, I, I think he, he then reigned that right back a couple of years later. But for, for a, a significant amount of time, Barack Obama followed my wife. So if we wanted to slide into his DMs <laughs> and ask, wow. we, maybe, we maybe could.
1: That is the best claim to fame that I've ever heard.
0: Yeah. Yeah, not bad, is it? Not bad at all. Okay, Chris, so you book those four people uh, for the next four episodes and we'll we'll see who's easiest to get.
2: 100%. Um,
0: what tips would you guys give to someone listening who wants to start their own podcast? And what are some of the mistakes to avoid?
1: Um, Are we going to do, can we do a practical tip? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, so this is a practical tip. Um but I would say to pause after a mistake we make a lot of mistakes um and just start the sentence again but don't feel like you have to start all the way from the top because that would literally take you a lifetime the amount of times we make mistakes if we had to start again every time we would like take about 6 hours to record every podcast um and then I think that makes it easier for Chris to edit or you to edit if you're going to be editing at home um and then it also keeps what you're saying natural and less kind of rehearsed, so yeah. I think yeah. Pause when you make a mistake.
2: To be honest, I don't even know what you're talking about, Emma. Like we do this one take. Well <laughs> thank you. True, them. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about to play the bloopers in a bit, and
1: <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I get another practical one. Uh, make sure it's recording. That happened to me once. Love it. Happened to me when I was re- when I was doing the interview with Renee August. Like it was going so well. She was, like, just dropping, like, heaps of wisdom on me. And then I just flipped back onto onto the sound oh, program. Man. And saw so it just, <laughs> for whatever reason, it just stopped recording. I was like... Uh, it is bleak. Very bleak. I remember
1: yeah. one time I was doing a YouTube recording on someone and they were a bit, like, not really up for it. And they did this whole interview and the sound hadn't recorded. And then, but they'd already gone. And I genuinely <laughs> considered doing a voiceover, because you could see... <laughs> You could see their mouth moving, and I was like, maybe I could just do their voice.
0: <laughs> I would have absolutely loved that.
1: Yeah. But I obviously had to get them to come back, and it was a bit embarrassing. But you know, we live alone. Are they male or female? Female.
0: Okay, so it would have been a bit more plausible. I like, I like to think you drop a couple of <laughs> octaves and just keep the answers
2: to the question. Well, that's a very uh, interesting question, Emma. <laughs> oh man
0: yeah so I think my my advice would firstly be it's a really low bar of entry right so just do it it's what do you need you need your phone and that's it there's apps now that you can just record a podcast straight into it so like don't think you need the equipment we didn't have the equipment when we first started like Chris does an amazing job and um, we did get equipment very shortly after um, Chris joined because he knew what he was talking about but the <laughs> part of the very first episode was recorded on my phone in a hotel lobby <laughs> me talking to dart and so you know just just do it and then i think the other one is just relax and be yourself and i'd be interested to go back and listen to the first couple of episodes but i think we were a bit like we are presenting a podcast, and <laughs> yeah. that has to be very formal and proper. And um, you know, we have to come across and say everything right. And if you don't, then you have to re-record it. And uh, that's not what the the format's all about, is it? It's about sharing uh, thoughts and conversations. And um, the more it feels like a conversation than a broadcast, the easier it is. So, um, yeah, just pick up a device and start doing it, and don't worry too much about any formalities or the way it comes across. Just just be open and have an honest conversation
2: definitely and if you're gonna have guests on your on your show I definitely would say as well like Dan just said make it a conversation come prepared like know what who your guest is and what's important to them and what's interesting to them but yeah I guess also be prepared to just like throw away all your questions and just actually follow where the conversation's going instead mm
0: Chris, who would you say the worst interview guest has been? Oh my god. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I couldn't possibly say it. All our guests have been incredible. <laughs> Great. Well,
0: starting a podcast, as we know, it's not always easy, and we've definitely made some mistakes along the way, but here is just a few of them in a nice little blooper reel.
1: And even bring in their own four-meter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We will build it up to that one. <laughs> and even
1: bringing
0: there... Cats <laughs> like, say it say it
2: <laughs> A bit of the conversation I had with Robert Beckford. <laughs> <laughs> what does <that> mean? <laughs> The line just went off, they just decided to go off.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did we get a, um, a any feedback from our last dilemma? Um...
1: About the mask.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, no, I didn't. Okay.
0: We'll just <laughs> we we'll, we'll just, we'll just cut this
1: bit
2: out. <laughs> Even within the UK, you know, we've seen children, 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 children. Well, that's never happened before.
1: <laughs> literally never. Literally never.
0: Can I? Can I just say?
2: But that is definitely staying in <laughs> Someone take his batteries out!
0: <laughs> I don't understand what's happening.
1: <laughs> I really liked what he had to say about prayer um, and how prayer is the engine to see... Engine? What? <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The engine. The engine.
2: Um,
0: yeah, I really loved what he had to say about prayer and how it's
1: the engine to... <laughs> Here we go. <clears throat> right, focus. Yeah, I really loved what he had to say about prayer and how it's the engine to seeing justice. Um, and it's... Not just Jan. That is our order, I did really well. And you just
0: looked at me. <laughs> you did do really well. But I I thought I was going to be fine, but I look wasn't. And remember to think of those that are still being impacted by the pandemic
2: across the world.
1: Did you mean to call it a pandemic?
2: Did, was it that obvious? Should I do that again? <laughs> <laughs> we love that. We're so professional.
0: It's been fun looking at the journey of the podcast since we started. But before we finish up, we want to hear from you, the listeners. So let's take a listen to some of your favourite
2: episodes and your questions. So this first one is from Christine.
1: Hi, Tier Fund, It's Christine. I would say my favourite of one of your episodes is episode 29, which is Leading Culture with Eugene Cho. And my question for you is, if you were a potato... How would you like to be cooked? Thanks so much. Bye.
2: That's a great I
0: question. Were, <laughs> I thought these were going to be like hard-hitting theology justice. <laughs> like, what is your opinion on this? I love this question.
1: Okay, I'm going to go with roast. Just let me get in there first. I want to a roast potato. Extra crispy.
2: That sounds painful. It was the
1: mashed. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll go for a, I'll go for a, why not microwave? Actually, I've always been intrigued mm. what happens on the inside of a microwave.
1: Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm definitely dolphin noir. What <laughs> dolphin noir potatoes? I don't okay, even no know how is. they're
2: made. Like, are they boiled first?
0: I think they're boiled and then like loads of cream put on top and like butter and stuff. It's you know it's. For the distinguished taste um, <laughs> and so that's what I'd say
2: that's great that's a great question and <laughs> I love episode twenty nine of Eugene show as well okay, next up we have Freya
1: hi guys, my name's Freya, and my favorite episode of the podcast was episode twenty seven It was with Pete Gregg, and I remember listening to it while I was cooking myself some cottage pie and he was talking all about how justice and prayer go hand in hand and just how important prayer is as a part of justice it was a great episode um and my question is what is something in life that you've changed your mind about um can be a silly or serious answer but yeah i love the podcast thanks guys bye
2: there you go we've got a hard question now everyone (laughs) everyone stumped
1: (laughs) do you know i'm gonna go with um mushrooms I didn't used to like mushrooms, and in my older age, I have allowed my (laughs) taste buds to mature, and I actually love mushrooms now, so yeah, I'm going to go with that.
2: That's a good answer. I'm still struggling to think of something. I'm going to go for uh, international volunteering, Uh, so... That was actually, like, my first entrance into the tear world. I went on a volunteering placement to Bolivia, which I loved, which completely, like, changed my perspective and introduced the world of, like, justice properly into me. Um, and as much, as good as I think it was, I also think, like, short-term volunteering in particular can be quite problematic sometimes. It's kind of like that whole idea of, like, um, volunteerism, that's it. Uh, yeah, this kind of idea of, like, Cherry picking your moment to go be the hero somewhere. And we talked about that, I remember on episode six with Governor B talking about Stacey Dooley and and that whole situation. So yeah, that's one thing that I think has changed. I think for me it's quite a a recent thing. I used to
0: think I'll live for the weekend, and then since lockdowns happened and weekends are so like samey, I get to like Saturday and I just can't wait for Monday again because <laughs> then at least I have something to do and I can go and do it rather than like at the moment just sit inside my house. So that's probably something that's changed. Like I never thought I would be someone who wishes away a weekend. And now here I am wishing away a weekend. But the end is in sight. So <laughs> I'll look back on this moment and think I can't believe I ever thought that I might change again.
2: Next up, we have a message from Jack. Hi, my name's Jack Wiltshire and I'm a Discipleship Year
0: student at St Paul's Ealing in London. And my favourite podcast episode has to be the How to Make Your Most of Your Gap Year one. Probably because I'm in a gap year currently, so yeah, it was just really great to hear that stuff. But one thing I do have to say is I don't think the show has ever been the same since Kat's Questions left. It's just... (gasps) Uh, it peaked. There. Oh my word. But yeah, I love all the podcasts. It's great. Thank you. Oh my word. Just me
1: choqué. Emma, how do you feel? Well, I'm got glad burned. he didn't ask a question because <laughs> I was about to slate him. <laughs> oh, we need to tell Kat.
2: We need to get a hold of Kat. She's she's gonna be enjoying that way too much. It's gonna go straight to her head. But I yeah. mean fair play, and- she did she did she was at the birth of our of our question. Section mm. so shout out to Cat.
1: Yeah, she was good. We had
0: to rebadge it. Emma's dilemmas, didn't we? It's like it's like in a soap when, when an act one of the actresses like goes away, but they want to keep the character the same, and then <laughs> the character comes back, and it's like hang on a minute, that's a different person. They never say that. <laughs> Emma's dilemmas was was the the recast of of Cat's questions.
2: It's like the new Who are you <laughs> oh, Yeah.
0: Uh, it's okay um, i
1: stand on the shoulders of giants
0: <laughs> i feel like we should give a real really um really positive uh enthusiastic thank you to kat because she was obviously yeah. part of the podcast for a considerable amount of time mm-hmm. and um yeah we thank her for all of her questions and and uh, we do miss her but we also appreciate emma and everything that you bring emma Oh my dilemmas <laughs> <laughs> thank
2: you
1: guys
0: <laughs>
2: we've got a couple more questions this one or questions messages who knows if there's questions this one is from lucy
1: hi it's lucy here my favorite episode of the we are tear podcast is episode 11 with blue bear coffee i thought it was great to hear about ways um to help stop human trafficking um in your day-to-day life by supporting businesses that um um, make our world more just
2: awesome no question there but yeah great to great to hear from lucy there Oh, you said you said that episode, didn't you, earlier? Then,
0: yeah. No, I thought it was a great episode. Like I say, um, for for someone who was on a path in a particular career path, the inspiration to know that that God has different things for us in the future and the commitment that Bryn showed to that. No, I thought it was great. I agree. One of my faves.
2: Awesome. And last but not least, Sophie.
1: I love the Weird Here From podcast. I love listening to Emma's Dilemmas in each episode, trying to yeah. figure out my answers for those. My favourite episode so far has been No Prayer, No Justice with Pete Gregg. And I really loved what he said about wonder and worship. And that's something I've tried to practically take into lockdown life, living in a pandemic. I've tried to look around and see all these amazing things around us. And that inevitably leads, leads to wonder and worship.
2: Awesome. Love that. love that.
0: I wonder if she was cooking a cottage pie listening to Pete Greg as well. It, so. <laughs> Who knows?
2: It's going around. as the new craze. Hers
1: was my favourite. It was fantastic.
2: <laughs> Are you feeling vindicated, Emma?
1: Oh, yeah, I feel fantastic. On top of the world, you know. Just a bit of worship and wonder. A bit of Emma Emma's. Love it. I
2: actually forgot we had uh, one message that came in. The, the person, uh, Hope, she has a she has a sore throat at the moment, so she didn't want to record, well she couldn't record. Um but this was the message she sent us in. She said, My favourite episode was the Just Love one recently. It was great to hear the Christian student perspective on the pandemic, had some great advice in it and got me more fired up about pursuing social justice. And she did leave us a question. This is a classic one. What is your favourite book of the Bible and why? I'm gonna go
0: straight in. Um Ecclesiastes. Oh, uh, I wasn't expecting I was eh? thinking that. I know. So a lot of people go, oh, Ecclesiastes, you know, everything is worthless. There's nothing new under the sun. Everything is pointless. But I love it because it's basically um, it's, it's basically teaching us that we shouldn't put our faith anywhere else other than God. And so in a way, whether you're wise or not is pointless, whether you're rich or not is pointless, whether you uh, leave Whole legacy to people is is important, but not the main thing. Um, and the main thing is to to love God and enjoy life. Um, and you know that's uh, I'm obviously paraphrasing there because loving God then includes lots of other things to think about and to do and to look out for for others and to go out and tell more people about Jesus and create disciples and all of that kind of thing. So it's 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 broader than that. It's not just like love God and chill out um but I it gives me so much perspective of what is important in the world and so yeah I'm going Ecclesiastes
1: love that I think mine is cheeky one because it's not just one book but all the way from Hebrews 11 (laughs) through to the end of 2 Peter because I find that little... Hang on, that's
0: not the (laughs) question.
1: It's only a few books though. So it's only Hebrews, James, 1 Peter and 2 Peter. In that case, can I
0: change my answer because I want to go from from 1 Genesis (laughs) all the way to Revelation 42. Um, That's probably my favourite book. So sorry, carry on Emma.
1: Yeah, so this section of the Bible, I find is like, for me, I would say it's the most practical part. So it gives real like guidance for your daily life. And I genuinely think like, if you wrote down all of the instructions from between like Hebrews through to the end of 2 Peter, you would have really good like steps for how to live out your faith. So that is my reason.
2: Fair play. Nice. Those are both great answers. Mine changes around a lot. Uh, right now, I'm gonna go for, I'm gonna go for Genesis, because that mm. book like a lot of fun, isn't it? Mm. So many ridiculous stories in there. We're just like, what is going on? As well as a bit mad, mm. isn't it? Um, yeah. But there's so much you learn from those stories, and uh, so much you learn of God's character and His, I guess, the, the initial plan of justice and seeing actually the archetype of Jesus through Adam and all that was to come. So yeah, I'll go for Genesis.
0: I like that. It's kind of that, you know, you, you often, your, your mind doesn't, doesn't stick at Genesis because it's the first book. I don't know. Like there's so much, but going back to that, it's like, you know, you've got to watch X-Men origins to really understand, (laughs) (laughs) but it's not, it's not usually someone's favorite X-Men film, but like when you actually think about it, yeah, there you go. Love it. Thank you Emma and Chris for joining me today. Thank you to those who sent in messages and to everyone who's listening. We've loved celebrating 50 episodes with you and we're looking forward to another 50 to come. We'll be back again on the 15th of March where we'll be hearing from Governor B talking about his new book, Unspoken. If you like what you heard today, make sure you hit subscribe and follow us on Instagram at wearetearfund.